two best friends navigating their mental illness and being business owners while bringing you along for the ride. Join us as we talk depression, anxiety, intrusive thoughts, narcolepsy, and everything in between. Hey, that works. Yay. That's explaining. What? What? What did you say? I said, that's exciting. Oh, okay. I did not hear you. Can you hear me okay, though? Yes. I just didn't understand you. I just don't know how to English. (laughs) That's okay. I can't believe you slept for so long. I was so tired, Megan. You you never take those long naps. And I thought you died. I was concerned. I was about to hike my my happy ass to your house. (laughs) Because I kept checking to see if Matthew was online. So I was going to be like, you better wait. This is happening. But he was never online whenever I checked, so I was like, shit. We have to hook up Hank and, and take off. I'm telling you, dogs slept at your house. I was just so tired. <laughs> I was like, this bitch just went and played in the snow and then passed out. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it's like, dead. Okay, you want to uh, get started? Yeah, are we still doing like the hey, this is Christy, this is Megan? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, you wanna start since I always start? That's fine. Okay. Okay. Hey guys, this is Megan. Hey, I'm Christy. And today we are gonna be talking about anxiety attacks. So if anxiety is a trigger for you, um, this would probably be the point where you wanna not listen anymore. But if you would like to keep listening, we'd love for you to stay. Also, um, we are both kind of iced in, so we are um, respectively on our phones, so we may not sound as good as we usually do, so please don't judge us on this episode alone. Yes, I promise we normally have a better setup. Way better setup. Okay, so anxiety is kind of, I feel like, a wide realm of things, and I feel like to start, we should mention that human experiences anxiety that like anxiety is just a feeling I feel like we all have anxiety about things and but what we're going to be touching on is the more in-depth like if you're actually diagnosed with anxiety or you actually have the anxiety attack debilitating um Christy when do you feel like you started first started feeling that you had anxiety I as an adult I didn't think that I really had it Um, especially not that bad. I mean, you know, everybody has it, like you said. Um, but when I look back to my childhood, there are times where I can see that I had major anxiety, um, and anxiety attacks. Like I can remember as young as six years old having anxiety. Um, so (laughs) it's been a minute for me. Uh, what about you? When did you first start feeling anxiety? Kind of the same. I didn't. At the time, experiencing it, I didn't know that that's what it was. But I would say probably once I became a teenager, so probably no, 13 or 14. And I think that was mostly social anxiety. You know, when you start, like, mm-hmm. having to meet new groups of people and just, like, I would freeze up in the middle of trying to meet new people. And I would have all crazy thoughts in my head that I just assumed everyone else felt too but apparently they did not (laughs) so no so how do you experience anxiety what does it feel like to you it my 
varies. It just this it's so weird to talk about the mine almost feels like I'm dying. Like it's like my body's in fight or flight and it's trying to do both. Like wow. Like that is terrifying. Yeah, and but it's not that's not how it is all the time, but like whenever I into anxiety attack mode, it literally feels like my I can physically feel my heart start to race and I could just be sitting on my couch. Like it doesn't even have to be my anxiety attacks don't make sense. It usually happens when nothing is happening. And so then my body's just in this full survival mode and it doesn't make any sense, but like my I start to sweat and my my heart starts to race and I feel like I can't breathe and I just can't catch my breath and it's very it's very weird and I've never been able to pinpoint it to anything and so it's frustrating because I'm like why why is my body feel like it's dying yeah we'll have like a a really good day and then we'll be like okay I'll see you later we each go home and an hour later you're like I'm I'm dying I'm having an anxiety attack right now and I'm like okay 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 what what can we do what's going on and I'm like I don't know we're just gonna uh hang out I guess (laughs) <laughs> it normally doesn't last forever, but there's been times where it's been, like, where I can't get it to stop. But most of the time, it's stoppable. So. Yeah. That's good. Anxiety, Phil. Mine's different. Mine is more like, um, like, everyday anxiety. Yeah. So, um, a big one for me is I'm irritable. <laughs> I am very, very irritable. I get triggered very easily. Um, we've talked before about how I get so angry. Um, that's, that's a big thing for me. I also feel, which anxiety can make you feel fatigued, easily Mm -hmm. fatigued. And I feel like, yes, I have narcolepsy, but I feel like my anxiety will take it out of me. Like I'll just, I'll kind of freak out. I don't have a full on attack like you do, but I'll, uh, be having anxiety over something and then it just takes it out of me. I get so tired. Like I have walked into Walmart and got, you know, just past, just past the door and I start freaking out because I have like social anxiety really bad and I feel like everyone's looking at me and everyone's laughing at me and my heart's racing and I have to leave. I've had to turn around and leave. Like if I could never go into a grocery store ever again, I would be happy. I, yeah, I totally agree. I also get, um, I get real nervous and then I also feel, um, dread with mine. Like I'll, I'll, I'll have anxiety out of nowhere that Matthew and Randy are both going to die and it just scares me so bad. That's kind of how, how mine presents. It's more, <sighs> probably more in line with what someone like a normal, you know, I see that with quotations person feels versus being super extreme like yours is see and I, like because I don't feel that extreme all the time it's just very rant it doesn't make sense to me I feel like it should be something that happens when something like triggers it like I had a bad day or like maybe I, I had an accident I don't know something something happens to trigger and it's usually the most random time like it doesn't make any sense but my social anxiety is a lot like yours like me and I hate it because I love doing things by myself but going yeah crowded grocery store is like it would be on my hell loop like that yeah I just yeah absolutely and it's the same thing I feel like no one's looking at me no one gives a shit that I'm in Walmart <laughs> like no no, no they don't care about us they, I have something on my people are staring at me they think I'm ugly they think that some I'm weird they don't know why I'm walking the way that I'm walking it's just all of this nonsense and- 
And if someone's laughing at something, it's you. It's absolutely you. Absolutely. And I get get that way even when we have our classes and stuff at the studio. Yeah. All of these people are literally coming because they want to hang out with us and do these things. And I'm like, everyone's going to hate it. <laughs> They're all, yeah. they all you do. It. You do panic right before all the classes. I don't usually, although I do have social anxiety really bad. So like you see, I like make jokes <laughs> a lot. And yeah. I like, I like a joke with people or I like jokingly make fun of people. Um, sorry. It's just how my anxiety manifests. I can't help it. <laughs> She's like inappropriate humor. Uh, yeah, that's me. Ah. So, <laughs> for you, is there anything that helps you with your anxiety? Um, when it's like minor, with just like the social anxiety, if I can like somehow get headphones in my ears where I can listen to music or something of that sort, that usually can calm me down or at least make my brain focus on something else. But whenever mm-hmm. I have those attacks, like I just have to let it happen until it quits. It doesn't. I may like, you know, my solve, my solve, I can't think solution. I was trying to say salvation. My my solution to everything is bath. So like, I'll, if I'm able to like take a bubble bath, I will, or. Yeah. I probably should be on some kind of anxiety medication, but I'm not. Cause that shit is scary. Yeah. You, you, you need something. It sounds like. And you've seen me like social anxiety sometimes gets to the point where I have hives. (laughs) Yes, yes. So we had, <laughs> I'll spare you all the details. We had um, a thing happen at one of our events where a toilet was overflowing. And it was just Megan and I, like our guys were um, at home with their respective children. And I mean, when I say it was overflowing, it overflowed out of the bathroom, off the tile, into the carpet, and, and the room was packed. It was awful. <laughs> so we're both in the bathroom trying to get a game plan together. And then she immediately just breaks out like in hives. And, and I was just panicking, like, oh, I'm throwing paper towels on the floor. I'm helping. <laughs> but it was bad. Like she had hives everywhere, but she wouldn't let me like take over and go out there and clean up the water. She was doing it. Like she was taking one for the team, but yes, she absolutely gets hives whenever it gets bad. Like who allows me to adult? That's the, it's the <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Who said we could do this? Yeah. We need returns. <laughs> um, so for for me, I I am medicated. I am I'm medicated for everything. <laughs> um, the bag of money. It's, it's it's terrible. I walk around with a, a tote bag full of like nine bottles of medicine. But I am on Buse Bar for anxiety and I feel like it helps tremendously. So the last anxiety attack I had, and I don't know if I was on Buse Bar at the time or not, I don't think I was, was I had to cut contact with my mother in 2018. And I ran into her maybe six months later at Walmart, but I had cut my hair, I lost 50 pounds, so I didn't look the same. And she thankfully didn't notice me, but I immediately like ducked into the clothing and started hyperventilating and started crying. And I called my grandma and then I called Matthew and I was like, I don't know what to do. I can't see her because she's, she's one of those types. She was one of those types where she was either going to be confrontational and start screaming at me in the middle of the store or she was going to try to act like nothing happened and guilt trip me. Yeah. And, and it was, it was awful because I was alone in Walmart as it is like, which is bad enough. And then, and then I saw her and it just, it just got really bad. Um, 
And then I had a few panic attacks after just out in public because I swear I heard her voice. Oh, and yeah. and I'm like, that's my mother is here. And it, it wasn't as intense as it was when I saw her. Um, but those are the last times I really had like a lossy well, panic attack, like an anxiety attack. Um, because I don't, I mean, I'm medicated now, so I don't really get them. So I, before I just needed comforted. I needed to escape whatever the situation was, go somewhere else, get out of it, and then be comforted by someone like talking me down. Yeah. So, and then we, we kind of already talked about this. Do you get anxiety or do you experience anxiety attacks? Which you said yours, and I've seen it, yours just come out of nowhere. Yeah, it, it really, I'm like, I really need to probably talk to my therapist about that. Because it really, it does, because she always goes, well, have you figured out what triggers it? Because, you know, normally something, even, there probably is something that triggers it, but I just don't mm-hmm. really. But in my head right now, it's just so random. Like, I could just be, and it used to happen to me at work whenever I was at the bank. And it would happen, like, when nothing is, I would just be sitting in my office, and then all of a sudden, I feel like I can't breathe. And then, you know, then I would have to go get customers, and it was just, it would just be terrible. Yeah. But I'm thankful that it's not like that all the time, where it's just, I feel like, quote, like you said, quote, unquote, normal anxiety. Um, yeah. Let me see. This is a good one. Do you think everyone has it because it's trendy, or do you think that it's just it's actually being diagnosed more. I don't, there's a lot of, well, okay. Thanks to TikTok, I would say mental illness right now as a whole is trendy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like on the flip side, really, it's just people being more aware and realizing they're not crazy or they're not lazy or there's not something incredibly wrong with just them. And they're able to relate to these other people and go seek out medical help and get diagnosed. So I don't think, I mean, yeah, it's trendy because there's more awareness, but I don't think it's like people that don't have it are being diagnosed with it or anything. I think there's just more awareness. I don't know. What about you? Yeah, I think I would have to agree. I think there is, there just with everything, there's a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I'm so depressed. Or, oh my gosh, I just, I need a Xanax. I'm so, I have so much anxiety. Like, I think there, there's people that will say those terms and not really understand what they're saying. Yeah. But like you said, I don't think people are just being diagnosed that don't have it. But I, I am, even if it is just because it's trendy, I'm glad that people are talking about it because it, I can't imagine going through this and not having something like this podcast or someone like you or someone that I can just talk to about if I just really felt like I was just losing my freaking mind, Mm -hmm. that would be so isolating. Just, and then if you don't have access to go to therapy or you don't have access to go to the doctor or you just feel like you're going crazy, that would be terrifying. It. It is, <laughs> you know, because I, I talked about how I've had anxiety since since I was a kid. So yeah. one is I'm just going to kind of derail the question. One of the things I can remember is I was probably eight years old and my sister was six. And from where we are, if you want to go to like casinos and stuff and go gambling, you go to Tunica, which is a couple hours away. Well, my grandmother, my mother my Mima, who's my great grandmother and her friend and my sister and I all went and 
of course, you know, obviously my sister and I were like kids, like we couldn't go to the, we couldn't go to the casino. So my mother and my grandmother went and we stayed in a hotel that was not for that casino, but I could literally look out the hotel window and see the casino they were at. And it was dark. It was at nighttime, which that's like prime casinoing time. Yeah. I freaked the fuck out. (laughs) I was constantly like, are they okay? Where are they at? Because this was before cell phones. Yeah. So we couldn't just text them. And I was, I was constantly asking my Mimo, like, can we call the casino and make sure they're okay? I don't know what was going on, but this particular time stands out. I was just so scared for them. And everybody went to sleep. My Mimo, her friend, my sister, they all went to sleep. I could not go to sleep until I knew that they were okay. So it was probably 4 a.m. Here I am, like an eight-year-old, staying up. Because I was so scared and I just wanted them to come back to the hotel. So I did. And of course, my mom being my mom basically like yelled at me for not going to sleep. And I'm like, but I was just worried about you. But I felt like I was losing my mind. Like, why am I in a panic? Like, the adults aren't. They're fine. Why am I in a panic? It was very isolating. So I am glad that it's there's more awareness now. And people can seek help for that and know that they're not alone and know that they're not crazy. Yeah, and I, I'm also thankful because I know there's much worse anxieties, like people yeah. with it, than what we even have, and like where it's actually they can't even function in their day to day lives. I'm thankful that at least I can be quote unquote normal some of the time, where where I can yeah. get stuff done and not just afraid or have all of these crazy feelings because that it is debilitating for many people. Yeah, absolutely. So with your anxiety, how do you think it comes into play with your other mental illnesses? I think it, it's hand in hand. The I feel like when my depression or um, like my ma- manic side of my depression is up, so is my anxiety. I, like, I don't think that it's usually like if I'm really depressed, my anxiety just goes away. I think it just gets heightened whenever I have worse episodes of my depression. And yeah. Things. I have to agree. Like, same. That's exactly what happens to me. Yeah. And I, um, social anxiety, I, I wonder if that'll ever go away or if it's just always going to be a thing that I have. <laughs> I hope mine goes away, but here I am in my 30s and it's still kicking. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's going to, but I've always had social anxiety for me. So I think it's cool, though, that we both, like, we have this event center together because it's almost facing our demons Mm -hmm. a lot of times but it's also where we're in control of the situation and I think it helps both it helps a ton to be the one in control I think if you if you have social anxiety and you can ever do something and work for yourself do that (laughs) yeah it does help for sure because if this was somebody else's event center and I was just a worker there and I had to lead a class I feel like it would be way different than being the owner of it and stuff so we have down to kind of compare experiences with anxiety attacks I think we did that mm-hmm. um, so this is a big one do you think your experiences from childhood have contributed to you having anxiety 100 percent. yeah I didn't realize that then but the I realized going to therapy that and it's almost, I think, be- my expectations of how I'm supposed to be 
triggers my anxiety. And I got those, those expectations from my childhood Mm -hmm. where I feel like I have to do X, Y, Z to even receive love or receive, um, gratification of what I'm doing and if it's not exactly perfect or there's always another shoe that's going to drop and I think that's the biggest thing I'm always expecting the the shoe to drop something terrible is going to happen because my childhood was like back to bad things kept happening and now that's just my defense mechanism I just always I'm prepared for something bad to happen which you know anxiety (laughs) so right I would I would say mine is very similar to that in with the just waiting on something bad to happen for me I have always had like a fear of authority like I'm always afraid of getting in trouble in any form or fashion and I've been this way my entire life because I walked on eggshells around my parents so if I did anything the slightest bit wrong I was going to get screamed at I was going to get berated it it was going to be awful and so I grew up basically walking on eggshells around everybody because I was just always afraid that I was fixing to get in trouble. And, and I don't know, I don't know why I fear like the police, for example, because growing up as a child, they were almost seen as the bad guy. But I mean, like my parents were making drugs. (laughs) So you sure? Yeah. they're, They're a bad guy. So I've just always been afraid of, any authority figure, anybody, any manager that I've ever had, I'm afraid that they're just going to instantly berate me. Mm -hmm. And then with that, like you said about just waiting for the other shoe to drop, because we had so many back-to-back bad things happen as well, well past childhood. It feels like my life has been one bad thing after another. I feel like I'm prepared for any bad things that are going to happen. It doesn't make them suck any less. But my anxiety is always on high alert. Like, okay, what's about to go wrong? Like, for instance, with this so this or ice storm that we just had, I don't even know if I'd call it an ice storm, but we were just waiting. I'm just waiting, like, for a water pipe to burst or. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. So for me, um, I feel like my anxiety is one thousand percent because of my childhood. See, that's so interesting, and. It makes me wonder if anxiety, which I haven't never done research on this, if it's hereditary or if it's you grow to have it. Yeah. That would be interesting to find out. Yeah. Like if it's situational, because even down to the point of like relationships that I have with other people was because of like with my dad dying of cancer and my mom having to handle all that stuff. She always... Like it was embedded in our brains that we always need to make sure we could take care of ourselves, that we needed to have a way out, that we never needed to be trapped, all of the things, which then I thought it was okay. But now that I'm an adult, like in a healthy relationship, you should go into a new relationship with a way out with that kind of mindset. Right. I've had to unlearn that behavior. Where I'm like, it's okay to share these burdens with someone. They're not just going to leave. They're exactly. Not- not just gonna die they're not just gonna leave you they're not just gonna but in my little brain you know when I was growing up I I can think of all all of my relationships before Billy where I finally able to like tack toxic trait of mine it was uh I always 
I always either found a way out myself, right? Like I triggered a fight or I did something because I, I wanted to leave them before they could leave me. Yeah. And, and like, going, back, going back to whether it's passed down or learned or whatever. So I am, and I'm, I, I don't want to sound cocky, but I am 100% a better mother to my child than my mother ever was to me. And I try not to show my son any worries that are unnecessary you know what I mean I don't want to make him stressed out over something he doesn't need to be stressed out about but at night almost every night he'll come to me and say that his tummy hurts and I figured out that it's just his anxiety for going to sleep and I don't know what has triggered it I can't pinpoint it to anything and for the most part we can just talk about it and we'll cuddle in bed and he'll fall asleep and it's fine but almost every single night he'll say, my tummy hurts. And I have to remind him, baby, that's your anxiety. And he'll just say, I hate anxiety. And it is oh. so sad. Um, and I don't think it manifests for him in, in other ways. It's usually just a tummy ache because that's, that's the only way kids know how to explain things. Yeah. But it's always, it's always right before bed. So I don't know. I don't know if it's passed down or learned or I don't know. It would be interesting to find out. Yeah, for sure. Oh, so, oh, go ahead. I was gonna ask. Um, how do you handle running your bu- other businesses that you have and the event center when your anxiety is really bad? So, <laughs> for for the event center, I feel like we don't typically have anxiety at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, if one of us needs to peace out or <laughs> go into our office or leave the situation or whatever. I feel like the other one is there. The other one's okay. And they can handle it. So thank goodness for that. And for you, because I've seen that in both of us, mm-hmm. there's been times where I'm like, I can't do, I'm done. I can't do this. I'm leaving or I'm going to my office and you've had the same things where you're like, I'm having a panic attack. I'm packing up my stuff. I'm going home. I'm leaving right now. Yeah. And so, but the other person typically is, fine is there can handle it as far as my other business goes I I've talked about this before I go into a reclusive state and I just try to avoid the situation altogether until I can calm myself down and think like collectively gather my thoughts and handle the situation mm-hmm. um, what about you I, I would have to agree like I'm thankful that we are able to do this event center together because it would be horrible if we didn't have an out. Oh, yeah. Which, thankfully, like I said, it's not like we have people there every single day or things like that most of the time. We usually have breaks in between or during the day. But it is nice to have a partner to do that'll pick up the slack whenever the other one's lacking. Yeah. Like at the bank where I couldn't just run away, I would, like, have to step... I was in the main lobby in my office and whenever we'd go to make debit cards, we had to like walk across the lobby behind this wall. And I remember I would be, I would go behind the wall and just like fall. Like I would just be in like a position and like, just like try to breathe it out. And then I would like, I would walk, stand back up. Like I had my high heels on and stand back up and walk back to my office. Like nothing happened, but it's just just that that moment. Yeah. Have that moment of relief. It's hard, though. I can't imagine. And mine isn't even that bad. And it it felt like that debilitating. So I can't imagine. Oh, me either. 
if if you're someone listening that experiences extreme extreme anxiety like we're proud of you because mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine dealing with it every day to extremes I just I don't know how I would function at mm-hmm. all they don't either <laughs> <laughs> so how does having the anxiety affect your relationship with Billy oh it's Thankfully, I feel like he also has anxiety. That's one of the things that he also struggles with. So most of the time he understands. And I even think sometimes his is worse than mine. But wow. the you would never guess it. He's so he's usually cool, calm, and collective, but he'll just we'll be getting ready to go somewhere and I'm like, I can't. Like I just I can't leave. I need to just like be here in my comfort. I cannot leave. And he'll be like, Okay, I guess we're staying. Or no. like, okay. Or but I think it can cause fights if the other one doesn't at least try to understand. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to brush that stuff off. If you don't have it, like, Oh, just, you'll be fine. Like you're just nervous or you're just this or just this. Like, no, like it it feels like your whole world in that moment. Yeah. And that it makes you resent your partner. If they're just like tough up, like you'll be fine. Like, no, I need a moment to not die. Thank you, though. (laughs) Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. No, I feel like if you don't have anxiety, you don't experience anxiety, and your partner does, we've talked about this before, join some support groups on, like, Facebook or do some research on the causes of anxiety, the symptoms of it, and you'll find that it's very real, it's very debilitating, and maybe it will help you understand your partner a little more. So, um, for how about for you? Matt, yeah? So <laughs> he he knows how to handle my anxiety really well. Like usually, if I if I'm freaking out, like having thoughts that he I'm gonna lose him and Randy, he can calm me down, or he knows when to like hold me. You know, we talked before about how like physical touch is not really my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he knows when I need that but he also knows when I just need my space when I need to just be reclusive and you know leave me alone but as you stated you probably wouldn't figure that he has anxiety as well Mm -hmm. he's usually very like you said with Billy calm cool collected but he he gets anxiety over things that are bizarre to me but I try to be understanding like for example driving a different way somewhere freaks him out or if we are eating somewhere we've never eaten before and he has to like go through their drive-thru or go inside he kind of panics a little bit an example of what he does is if we go through the drive-thru and even if it's a place that he is familiar with he like immediately gets like uh crap in his throat and he can't talk and he's like uh, um, uh, can I please get a uh, and then he can he'll say stuff backwards um, he has anxiety with things like that um, so I just try to be supportive but usually it's just funny which is terrible to laugh at him about but like we can joke about it um, I just feel like it's not over as extreme of things as, as mine is I guess or if he does have anxiety over things like that he does a really good job of not telling me yeah and that's too good of a job and not telling me and I just wanted to mention that I think it's absolute shit 
how much pressure is put on men to oh, not, absolutely. to not show their emotions or like not discuss things or to not because they have to be the they have to be the man and they have to hold up the household and they have to da 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 like that's crap and it's all it's done is make men have anxiety and not like they lash out because they have all this weight on their shoulders that's not even their responsibility to carry alone right yeah like, absolutely job to help you and billy will let it get his because you like you know billy personally where he has like two modes he's either fine or he's angry yes those are the only and it's really and even when even when i was sick he he was so upset that i was that it, i was sick and he couldn't fix it and he just kept coming he's like i can't lay down with you because i can't get sick and we can't afford it and da 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 and then he was, like, getting hateful about it. But I, I was six. So I didn't care. I was just like, whatever, leave. And so he went out of the room. But he said he was out there, like, fighting with himself because he felt so guilty for Aww. not being in there with me. And, like, he was like, I was so angry that I couldn't fix it. And then he ended up coming in there. He's like, fine, I'll lay with you. And I was like, okay. And I was, like, all doped up. But the I was saying all that to say he lets all of this stuff build up. Where it's like life stuff where he's like, you know, stressed about bills or he's he feels like a failure because he doesn't know what he wants to do with his life or like career wise or whatever. He doesn't talk about it for so long. Every six months, he'll have a full explosion. Yeah. And it breaks my heart because it's like, why have you been holding all this in? Like, this is you're so comforting to me, but you don't let me comfort you when you need it. You're just out here dealing with it by yourself. Well, and that's how they're taught to deal with it. Bottle it up, figure it out. And it's ridiculous. And then we're like, why don't you talk about your feelings? Well, because your mother told you not to. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And so that's that's another reason I'm glad that, you know, anxiety and mental illness and depression, things like that, are almost trendy, like we talked about earlier. Because at least there's more awareness and there's more understanding and there's more compassion about it, especially with men now. Yeah. And I feel like there's still not enough out there, but it's way better than the generations before us, like our fathers and especially our grandfathers. Yes. And it's so, it's just breaks my heart because you can see it, especially because I, Matthew is such a sweet person. And so I know like, and like you talk about his little anxieties were if he didn't have someone like you that knows about those types of things, he would probably feel alone in that situation. Yeah. Talk about it. And I feel like even as open as we are with each other, there's still so much he won't talk to me about. Absolutely. Because because he's for one protecting me because he knows it's going to upset me like in a empathetic way. Mm -hmm. And, and two, like he just, you know, what's the point in talking about it? Honestly, that's, that's sure. That's how he feels. How a lot of men feel. Well, they can't do anything about it or they're just going to think I'm weak or I can't talk about this because it's my responsibility to be the rock of the family. And it's just going to burden my partner if I talk about it. And it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, so what can partners that don't know how to help do to help you with your anxiety attacks? I think this is honestly case by case because everybody's different. Like things that will comfort me won't comfort you. Right. I think it's just, you have to have this discussion when you're not having an anxiety attack because at that mm-hmm. point, you try to ask me what I need. I don't know. I just know that I'm fighting for my life. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. 
Because like you said, there's times where I'm like in the shower, like I like quietly came in here to shower and I'm like sobbing uncontrollably in the shower and Billy will just come in. Like he's come in the bathroom with like fully clothed and just like bear hugged me while I was just like sobbing. And I had no reason to be sobbing, but you know, it was just too much for me to handle. But then there's times where I'm like, I just need you to leave me alone. Let me be in the dark. Like, yeah, I need a moment, but I think you have to know your partner. Yeah, absolutely. And it also goes back to research. Mm-hmm. Like, there's nothing wrong in learning more about anything, honestly. And if it's something that your partner is struggling with, whether it's a mental illness or a disease or anything like that, I feel like it's really important to do your research and understand a little bit more about what they're going through because it's really easy to discount our partners because we know them and we can we can be like, oh, well, you're overreacting. You're just kind of being a baby about it. And, you know, we're not trying to be hateful about it, but, you know, we know our partners. But if you go and do some research, you can see like, okay, it really is as bad and worse than what my partner's making it out to be. You know, I need to be a little more sympathetic. Uh-huh. So I feel like that's important. And then it goes along with like what you said. It's really just a case by case basis. For me, when I have my anxiety and stuff, I'm, I'm not typically going to cry or anything like that. I'm going to want to be by myself. Yeah. And I asked in our Facebook group what people thought that they needed to it at roundabout it's all about the same like half the people wanted to be comforted and hugged and held and the other half wanted to be like left the hell alone yeah like feel it yeah so if you're someone that's listening and you suffer from anxiety we're proud of you for making it through but we also want to hear from you If you want to leave us a comment or find us on Facebook, let us know how your anxiety manifests and how you handle it and how you would like your partner to handle it. Yeah. I've been really surprised at how many men have listened to this podcast. It's been really honestly refreshing to hear their feedback. They're like, wow, I wouldn't have thought about that or that started a conversation that would have been like, this is a difference. And if you think that your situation would also help others like we'd love to you to share and what we can share on a different episode and um i think that's all we got for today's yeah uh we're proud of you guys thank you for listening we're sorry for the audio is probably a little bit wonky with with us recording from cell phones in different areas but yeah we are proud of you we'd love us and this is just your reminder not to listen to her Yep. Bye, guys. Bye.